Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Jack Thompson, James Pleasure, the poster. What is up, San Antonio? This is the poster, Jack Thompson. My main man, James Pledge, over there. Thanks to those who have stayed tuned with us through the Saturday morning hangover into the post-up. We're here for another hour for you, breaking down all the hoops, headlines, NBA, NCAA, going to go into some spurs, some of the draft picks we need to look at, and of course, our new Hall of Famer, first ballot, the King, Manu Ginobili. All praise to him. Let's get right into it. We got five games left in this NBA season. Playoff picture is looking pretty set at this moment, at least in the West. The East, I mean, we've got nine, or what, what is it? Like six games separating one through nine. <laughs> so it's a lot still to go on that edge, but man, let's take a look at who we think could be our favorites coming into the playoffs. Just a little bit of context as you were talking about the game separating. In the Eastern Conference, one through six, four games separate them. Four games. One through ten, nine games separate them. That is insane. In the West, seven and a half games separate one and two. <laughs> and one through ten is 30 games. <laughs> Talk about a big difference, man. Oh. Well, let's start with the East. We've got Miami sitting up top, Milwaukee a game behind, Boston a game and a half behind them. Then it goes Philly, Chicago, and Toronto, who have cemented themselves into the play-in, or the playoffs, rather. Mm -hmm. Their play-in is looking like Cleveland, Brooklyn, Charlotte, and the Atlanta Hawks. Although Brooklyn has managed to claw themselves out of the bottom half of the play-in, yeah, where they, they only 10. need to win one game. Yeah, yeah, they are now looking at Cleveland in that play-in game. It's going to be a good game, man. Cleveland has surprised a lot of people, but Evan Mobley is still hurting out, so that that hurts them a lot. If I'm Brooklyn. I think I want to lose that first game to Cleveland so that I can be the 8th seed and play Miami instead of the 7th seed and play Milwaukee. Yeah, I'd much rather play Miami than Milwaukee. But either way... That's weird to say, right? Yeah. (laughs) It is. I mean, the thing is about Milwaukee is they're just hitting their stride 
right now. Like feels like they've been playing possum. Yeah, <laughs> just kind of hovering, hovering around. They were, you know, four, five, and six for most of the the regular season, and over the past, I'll say, ten games or so, they have fully reasserted themselves as that top dog in the East. So yeah, I would not want to play them. Giannis is playing at the MVP level we all expect right now. So would not absolutely would not want to play them. I get it. I would not want to play the Bucks right now either. But if I'm the Heat, I don't think I want to play Brooklyn. This, yeah, I don't want to play the Nets either because no. that's a team that you know finally Tyree mm-hmm. can play. Yep. Yep. In all seven. That uh, Eastern Conference is scary, man. It, it The Eastern Conference looks like what the West used to look like. Yeah, 10 years ago, that's what the West looked like. <laughs> now the East has taken over that. And you know what it is? It's because LeBron is now in the West. Everyone's migrated to the East because it was so wide open, and now the East is so, so star-laden, so heavy, such great teams all across the board. I don't know who's going to come out of the East, man. I like Milwaukee as of right now. I've got a really good feeling about the West. I yeah. have zero clue on the East. Yeah. Milwaukee's looking like the front runner for me. If Boston can get Robert Williams back after that first round, they could absolutely take the West, or the East. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Philly's got a shot. They were one of my favorites before the Robert Williams injury. Oh, and yeah. As soon as it happened, I was like... That feels huge. That is absolutely huge. I mean, they've got Horford and Tice, who are good, but they don't They're offer the same him. defense. Yeah, not nearly him, no. He was the best defender in the NBA this year. Mm-hmm. The shooting percentage against him when he's the nearest defender, like all of the... The, the analytical stats, yes, yeah, were he, all in his favor. He was a monster. Absolutely. Over to the West, I mean... It's looking like Phoenix, I think, takes it, barring another, you know, Chris Paul hamstring. Yeah. Memphis, when they get job back, that's going to be a team that is rolling. So Memphis, when they get job back, it, it that that almost feels like, man, I can't wait for Jaw to get back so they can start losing more games. Yeah. No, I don't <laughs> think that's even what's going to happen. Golden State is sitting at third, but. Steph, game. yeah, Steph is out for a while, and without him, I mean, that's a pretty easy team to take down. Clay is still not himself, still pretty inconsistent. Draymond has been pretty trash since he came back from his injury. Wow. He has been. He really has been. He has, but it's just, wow. <laughs> they need to play Kaminga more. When they were running without Draymond and Kaminga was playing, taking those minutes, he was a beast. Mm-hmm. He was getting 20-point nights almost every night. So I think the key to and them... And they do need somebody to help take some pressure off stuff. Yeah. They need Kaminga. They need Jordan Poole to keep playing at the high level he's been playing if they want a shot to make it anywhere. The Mavs have been killing it. I mean, Brunson and and uh, Luka have been a great duo all season. Mm-hmm. The emergence of Spencer Dinwiddie off the bench to sort of supplement... That was a huge trade for Huge them. deal for them. So... If they can find any sort of bigs to, you know, step up, that's a tough out. After that, I mean, Denver, if they can get um, Maul Murray, 
I don't think Porter's going to make it back this year. But Jamal Murray has been taking steps all year, and he looks like he could come back in the playoffs. Which would be huge for them. Oh, yeah. Just the fact that they're sitting at sixth is incredible. Without either Porter or Murray all year. There's two second options, second best options. Jokic is still putting up ungodly numbers, still sitting at the top of that MVP ladder. Aaron Gordon helps, but... Yeah, he's really good. Aaron Gordon is really good, but he's, you know, a... not. I don't. He's above a role player, because he's still really good, mm-hmm. but he's not a scorer, for sure. Utah is still a mystery to me in the playoffs, because they can never seem to get it done. Well, the injuries hurt them, too. But they've got everyone back now, and they still... I mean, Ingles was a huge loss. Yes, that is a big loss. And not having him in the playoffs is going to be a big deal. So I kind of am already writing them off. I get it. Yeah. Mm. And then, you know, a, a dark seed for me, the Clippers, man. Okay. Getting Paul George back to that scrappy young Clippers team... With the emergence of Reggie Jackson, who has had a career year, you've got... Kawhi coming back? Kawhi is not coming back. (laughs) But Paul George, first game back, he went off for 35. I saw that. Mm. And missed 40 games, first came back, comes for 45. So I think the Clippers come out... I think the Clippers beat the Timberwolves in that first game. And they come out, and they will be playing... It would be... The what? What seed does... Is that the two seed that they play? If they come out? Who? The Clippers, if they win their first playing game, they play the two seed? Yeah, if they if they beat Minnesota in that first game, they lock up the seven seed, and Minnesota would be playing for the eight seed against the winner of the Pelicans and Spurs. You know, I think they give Memphis a series, but Memphis is too primed right now. I think... They definitely take that, but the Clippers, man, they've been... That's a scary team. I mean, we saw what they did last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of fight in that team. So I think they give Memphis a series, but Memphis takes it. And then we've got, you know, San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> cementing themselves in that 10 spot. Gonna play New Orleans. New Orleans has B.I. back. C.J. McCollum been absolutely hooping for them. We'll see what happens there. I think we can win, but also I think it's more 50-50 at this point. Moving away from the playoffs, Uh we're going to go the MVP standings are coming out. We've got Joker sitting at 1, 26, 13, and 8. Giannis at 2, 30, 12, and 6. Joel Embiid third, 30, 11, and 4. And Booker at five at twenty six five and five. While I would, Giannis is the most unstoppable force. He is. I think Giannis takes it. To be honest, I think Giannis wins MVP. What Joker has done has been incredible. Without any help, yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean, twenty six and a half, thirteen point six and eight. Pretty incredible. For a big. For a big, yeah. <laughs> Pretty freaking incredible. 
But I still think Giannis, as of late, has had those MVP moments. Mm. The block on Embiid. Yep. The three to go to overtime. The free throws to seal it. Mm -hmm. Like, he's now putting together the MVP moments that count a lot in the voters' eyes. And I think he's my MVP right now. I... Like I said, it's hard to vote against him. It's it is hard. But what's crazy is Booker, best player, best team, and he's without their his complimentary piece yeah. for a huge chunk. Yeah, best player, best team, twenty six five and five. And what's wild is when you look at MVP history. Um, there have been only there have been ten players to win the MVP with those numbers. On the best team? On the best team with 26, 5, and 5. And the only one who was not MVP was Kevin Durant when Steph won it that year. So, I mean, it's a big, big jumble at the top of that MVP ladder. And I, there's a big case for Booker. I mean, best team, best player, best team often wins MVP. Best player, best team, and without your other guy. Like, yeah. you've been doing it kind of by yourself. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I jump Booker over Joel Embiid. For a while there, I thought Joel Embiid was running away with it. Then the Sixers mm-hmm. kind of slipped up. They've had a couple game skids here and there since the bringing in of Harden. I've got a kind of got a question for you as it pertains to that mm-hmm. because after the Sixers' latest loss, Doc Rivers at the podium. Well, yeah. they didn't struggle. Uh, you know, they didn't get a lot of shots. You know, in, in their defense, I think during that stretch it was more James, you know, um, you know, than than them. So, yeah, it's just a tough night. So he was asked about the struggles of his bench after their latest loss, and he said, "There's more on James than them struggling." What do you take away from that? Because I I look at it like, really. Yeah, I think that is Doc Rivers deflecting against his own self, not being a sufficient enough coach. Because he he threw Ben Simmons under the bus, mm-hmm. rightfully so. I get that. Yeah, but you've got a guy coming into the final year mm-hmm. of his deal yeah. that you just gave up all this capital and assets for, mm-hmm. that we know is kind of a flaky guy. Yeah. And you're gonna take shots at him in the media like that? I mean, it like did, that doesn't seem like a smart move. If as, you want to retain him, yeah, sure. If you want to retain him, or even as a head coach, like just part of being a head coach is knowing how to get through to your players because mm-hmm. not not That's, all players. Yeah. you can't do the same thing with all of them. No, you just can't. You can't. Yeah, everybody's different. Everybody's wired different. Everybody takes motivation differently and mm-hmm. needs different things to motivate them. It's true. That feels like you already messed up one relationship with one star. Yeah. And now you're pushing, trying to... My my guess is because if in Philly, Maury's going to pick Harden over, over Rivers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This just felt like a bad move it on his part. It was a horrible move. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's one thing we know about James Harden, is when people start talking down on him, Boy's packing his bags up. And it did come out a couple weeks ago that 
James Harden did have some, you know, buyer's remorse and still really wants to be in Miami. Mm-hmm. You pushing him away like that, not a good look, for sure. All right, breaking away from the NBA, because it is not NBA time right now. It is March Madness, and tonight we have the Duke-UNC game. We'll get into that a little bit in our next segment, but man, do we have a game tonight. Biggest college game, I think, of all time. I could I could safely say that, yeah. Yeah, so everyone better be tuning in for that. This is the post-up. I'm Jack Thompson. That's James Pledger right there, always holding it down. We'll be right back after this break going into some college basketball. Peace out, y'all. We'll be back. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Post Up. Jack Thompson, James Pleasure, always holding it down on the Saturday mornings. Before we get into some Spurs talk, man, it is March Madness in full effect. We have the 100th meeting of Duke UNC. Coach K's final, Final Four. Could be Coach K's last game. It's also the Final Four, <laughs> like... This is the biggest storyline game I've ever heard of, and it is tonight. This is going to be the most watched college basketball game possibly of all time, Mm -hmm. and I'm wondering because I remember last year just the insanity of watching the Final Four games as Jalen Suggs hits that half quarter to win it Mm -hmm. and send them to the championship game against Baylor. Yeah. Like, that was as excited as I can remember being mm-hmm. watching a Final Four game. Yeah. I'm hoping this game can live up to that. Yes. This game has every storyline imaginable to be a great all-time game. And the thing is, there's still a one seed on the other side. Does the champ come out of this Duke UNC game? Uh, there's a one seed remaining, but going into the tournament... Of the one seeds, where would you have ranked them? Like, one being the best? Yeah. I would have ranked them third. No, I had Baylor as four. Okay. Baylor was my most eminently beatable one seed. Okay. And I chose that in my bracket. I chose UNC to beat them and came to fruition. But I also had Providence beating Kansas, so. Yeah. We'll see, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I really hope Duke takes this one. I would love to see them in that championship game. Yes. But Kansas sitting pretty. They're going against a weak Nova team. Lost arguably their best player. Yeah. Their starting guard, Justin Moore. The Moore injury, that Achilles snap in here in San Antonio, that was the worst thing for that team. And what's even worse is that team only plays six guys. So... Only playing five now. Where the bench <laughs> where the bench comes from, I have no idea. But man, this Duke UNC game, I cannot wait to sit down and watch this. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. And I think the champion does come out of this game. I think the mm-hmm. emotional You don't think there's gonna be an propelling. emotional drain after this? No, because I remember think- Gonzaga had that emotional win last year, mm-hmm. and but there's a difference. They like, fell flat. They fell flat, but also 
that Baylor team it's was really good. different. I mean, but this Kansas team's playing extremely well right they now are. too. They absolutely are. There's no doubt about that. I mean, Ochai Abaji, National Player of the Year candidate. Mm-hmm. Christian Braun, really good. Jalen Wilson, really good. Remy Martin coming to life, really good. I, I mean, ju- I think about teams that have won big emotional mm-hmm. games. Yeah. Uh, I think about the the Minis- the miracle in Minneapolis mm-hmm. when the- Kirk Cousins hit Steph- uh, Diggs to beat the Saints yeah. on that walk-off touchdown yeah. after they were trailing. And then they go and get curb-stomped in the NFC title game the next mm-hmm. week. Like Teams usually, after a big emotional no, win, you're right. have a big letdown if they have a game that follows. You're right. There's no doubt about that. And there's something to be said about that. I just think this is different. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It just feels different to me that the winner of this team, I think it'll be more of a relief rather than a drain. Okay. Because this is arguably a bigger g- game in terms of like history mm-hmm. than, you know, winning this championship. So I think there will be sort of a relief rather than a drain. Breaking away from college hoops, we'll go into some Spurs talk. First off on the list, Spurs all-time great GOAT, Emmanuel Ginobili, announced as a first ballot Hall of Famer, the headliner of the class of 2022. There's never a doubt. I mean, he was always going to be first ballot. But just to see it come to fruition, I mean, so incredibly happy for Manu. Cementing himself as arguably the best international basketball player of all time. Not NBA-wise, mm-hmm. but world-wise. Yeah. I Eva, think he takes Olympics. the cake. I think there's no one that you could say surpasses him. Got the gold against USA. Has a bronze. Has a bronze. Four-time champion, six-man of the year. I mean, the list goes on and on. All-star. You could keep going down the list of what Manu Ginobili has done for the game. On top of revolutionizing the way players attack the basket. I mean, the Euro Euro step. step. (laughs) Does James Harden and and, uh, Dwayne Wade, are they the same player without Manu? Probably not. They wouldn't know that move, and that is a patented move for the both of them. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying, Jonathan C., but Dirk's international career is minuscule compared to Manu's. Dirk has done nothing for the German national team. Nothing. He he rarely even plays for them. I, I Played. He Yeah, he mm. played for them, yes. But even that, like, he did nothing of any sort of remembrance that Manu has done. I mean, Manu has a gold and a bronze. Dirk has neither. So, greatest world international player of all time, without a doubt. Spurs are now sitting pretty in the play-in at that 10th spot. Full game ahead of the Lakers with a pretty weak next two, three games. Looking like we're in the play-in for sure. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, as a, as a fan, you always want to see your team go out and win. But I still feel for the future of the team, it would have been better 
to get higher in the lottery. But it's too late for it's that. It's too late. No, it is. It's too late. So at best you're picking what eight? Yeah. Unless but at you eight, get a lucky lucky lottery bounce. At eight, you get a good lottery. You get a better lottery percentage. So, but you're talking about small percentages. No, it's yeah. a better smaller percentage. It is. Yeah. <laughs> So we're sitting in the play-in, gonna face the Pels. Pels are looking real good. Brandon Ingram's back, averaging about thirty points a game over the past couple games he's been playing. We yeah, know it looks good. Yeah, we know what CJ McCollum does to us on a gamely basis when we play them. He's due for a thirty-point game himself. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully he gets it out of his system before yeah, the play. It's a tough out, man. I think the Spurs can definitely win it, but it's going to be a tough out. More importantly. It brings us back to that 9 to 12 range in the lottery. Who are we looking at there for you? Who do you? Who would you want the Spurs to go after in that 9 to 12 range? Okay, so obviously Matherin, I think. Matherin takes if, the cake for me. there, but I think he goes 8 or higher. Yeah, I think he's 7 to 9 probably. I like Johnny Davis. I do too. Dude's just... A bucket. It's a winner. Bucket and a winner. Closer. I like what he has to offer. Um, I mean, there's... You'd like to see a big. And I like what you said earlier on The Hangover about Jalen Duren. Jalen Duren, Mark Williams. Jalen Duren would satiate the need for a big that can switch. Switch, run, fly, dunk. Yeah. We were talking about John Collins earlier, like... Mm-hmm. That would be nice yeah. to have a a flyer, mm-hmm. a, a guy that can switch uh, defensively, a guy yeah. that can do things that you know Jakob can't. Yeah, just because Jakob's body just doesn't allow him. Yeah, nothing against him. I no. love Jakob. Yeah, but he's limited. He's got physical limitations. He does. Um. Those are kind of the guys. If I'm I'm sitting in that area that I'm I'm really taking a, a hard deep look mm-hmm. at, um, because he's fallen so far. I now think that with Toronto's pick, I may be able to still snag like a Patrick Baldwin. Oh, I think even I think you could snag Patrick Baldwin with the, the Celtics? Celtics pick at this point. You think he's dropped that? So you think he's taking like a Greg Brown drop? Yeah, he has. Every okay. mock draft I look at, he's the back end of the uh, first round. He really has. He did himself a horrible disjustice. Yeah, I have right here from, you know, 10 to 12 when we're picking. Johnny Davis, Jalen Duran, Mark Williams, the big from Duke, who I might like more than Jalen Duran, to be honest. Mm-hmm. A little bit bigger, just as athletic. Uh, Jeremy Sohan, Sohan, what? How I don't know how to say it. Yeah, I like him. I like him a lot. Multifaceted player, six nine, would be able to play the four, dribbles it well, brings it up the court, can shoot. Really good defender, attacks the basket. Definitely would like him in that eighteen to twenty range. Um, Tari Eason, mm-hmm. LSU six man of the year for the SEC. EJ Liddell out of Ohio State. Kendall Brown, if we don't snag Shohan. Uh, Walker Kessler. Patrick Baldwin. Uh, Bryce McCowan's shooting guard out of Nebraska. So it just really... Where do you think Hardy's going? Hardy will be that 
Uh, probably between like between the Spurs' first two picks. Yeah, maybe, or even that late too. I think I've seen. You some... think the their second pick they might be able to slag it? Slag yeah. Him? Mm-hmm. Okay. I do. I think he he might be around in that eighteen to twenty range. But yeah, those are the kind of the guys I'm looking at for the Spurs. I'd love, you know, my ideal draft for the Spurs. Looking at it right now, mm-hmm. would be snag Mark Williams, then go, um, you know, Tari, Tari Eason, Eason or Kendall Brown. Who's he remind you of? Tari Eason. I don't know. It's a little OG Ananobi. Yeah, game. that's a good one right there. OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakamish, really mm-hmm. good at attacking the basket, needs to develop his shot. But yeah. Big body that can guard a lot of people. Yeah. Kendall Brown, the same way. Um, And then if we went Mark Williams, Kendall Brown, or Tari Eason, I'd either go Pat Baldwin or Bryce McCowns with our last pick. I think Bryce McCowns has NBA stardom written on him. That's a late pick that who's. Falling out of love with Walker Kessler? Um. It just depends. Like, if we ended up going Johnny Davis or with Benedict Matherin pick. with the first pick, then yeah, I want Walker Kessler later. But I think. You think you can get him with the Celtics pick? No, nah, I think it would have to be the uh, the Raptors pick to get Walker. I don't think Walker makes it to the late first. I think he's a mid first. Would you rather have Eason? Over Walker? Mm hmm. If we got Mark Williams, yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I don't know. It's L- tough. Let's say Johnny Davis falls to you, and I'm just going to, like, let, let's say the Spurs are picking 10th, right? 10th, and we go Johnny Davis. Let's say Davis is there. Then I pro- I'll go Johnny Davis, Tari Eason, Walker Kessler with our draft. That okay. would be what I would that want. That would, dude. You know how you know how, you know how stoked I'd be to walk away from that draft. That would be fantastic. That'd be an ideal draft for sure. So we, there's still a lot of options for the uh, for the Spurs to get better. Yeah, we just have to you know do our due diligence. And with the addition of Eason and Kessler, you kind of address that front court mm-hmm. need while still getting a guy that can be a provide star. some impact offensively yeah. with. Uh, Johnny Davis yeah. up near the top 10. There's a lot of mix and match that we could do to really propel ourselves going forward, for sure. So we've definitely got to do our how you know would, due diligence. And how would you feel if the Spurs kept all three picks? I'd be fine with it. Okay. Do you see them t- keeping all three picks? At this point, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, packaging 20 and 27 gets you what? I mean... 15 at the best. Sure. And I would do that. But I do kind of see the Spurs since we've fallen out of the lottery. But there's some there's something about there's a lot of the same mm-hmm. at the back end of this draft. Yeah. Like from, from 15 to 30, it's all it's a lot of the same kind yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. To where it's like would you like two a lot of the sames in case one doesn't work out? Or would you like to package them up and get one yeah. a lot of the same? Probably two, a lot of the same. Yeah, it's just a higher success chance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it gives you more versatility in your draft. You could, like you said, Johnny Davis, 1-2, Tari Eason, a 3-4, and then Walker Kessler, a 5. Like, you're filling holes right there. Yeah. 
So I you like could it. you could do some damage for sure in in this draft at where we sit. And that's all the Spurs talk we got for y'all today, guys. We're gonna break away from the hoops here for a little bit, go out of bounds, talk some sneakers. Summertime's coming up. It's time to start stunting on people, and tons of fire kicks are coming out to match that heat, that Texas heat. You need the heat on your feet to match the heat outside. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to break it down. This is the post up. Jack Thompson, James Pleasure, SA Sports Star, 1033 FM, 1250 AM. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be back. It's Rob Thompson. The biggest headlines in sports. Rudy J and I break them down weekday mornings, 7 till 10 on R&R in the morning. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Welcome back, San Antonio. This is the post-up. Going out of bounds. Some sneaker talk. First off, we just have to congratulate the Kobe Estate and Nike for rekindling that matrimony and bringing back the Kobe shoes that we all deserve and love. Yeah, I know. Thank the Lord and thank you, Vanessa Bryant, for allowing us to have Kobe back in our lives. Shoe-wise. It was just announced last week that the Kobe Bryant estate and Nike have rekindled their partnership, which means Kobe's will be re-releasing. I'm so happy about this. Dude, you sent too. like a poster with like 15 shoes on it, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. And I'm just going, God, I love every single one of these shoes. Yep. <laughs> it goes all the way from the ones to the, what is that? The 14s. Mm-hmm. Man, the ones. I've got a pair of All-Star ones. Love those. I've got a pair of, I think they are the 7s. Mm-hmm. Got a pair of 7s. Those 2s on, on this list you sent me are just... No, those are the white ones or the 3s. So it starts in the corner, yeah, yeah. the top the left one. One, two, one. three. Yeah. yeah. But, man, I cannot wait for the fives. For me, the prime era of Kobe's shoes were the five sixes, the sevens, and the eights. Mm-hmm. All freaking incredible shoes. And I cannot wait for those to start coming out. The first release of the Kobe's that are coming back out are the, um, the you know, the remembrance sort of shoes. Yeah, The uh, Mamba Academy got Kobe and Gigi. They're sixes, they're black and white, super fire. They are sexy. Cannot wait for those to come back out, but man. skin looking, yeah, like, they're, they look they're, awesome. Kobe 6 Mambasitas are what they are named. Mm-hmm. Cannot wait for the Kobe's to come back out, man. So glorious. We'll definitely be getting my hands on more to come. Cannot freaking ra- wait. What'd you think of the nines? The Kobe nines, let's see. Oh, those are the high tops, yeah. right? I like those, man. Those are cool. I do too. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a, a lot of the Kobe shoes you can wear, you know, casually too. It's just a great looking shoe. For me, the nine is the only, that's a specific court shoe. You cannot wear those casually. And that was the year Kobe tore his Achilles. So they're the super high top ones that wrap up around the ankle. It's a dope shoe, man. It's a dope shoe for sure. After that, the new 
the newest, biggest release coming back. Kanye is and the Adidas estate are re-releasing the first 350 to ever hit the market. And honestly, in my opinion, the best Easy to ever come out. Mm-hmm. The 350 Turtle Doves. Very excited for those to come back out. I actually really wanted to get those when they came out. I had them in my cart. The crash, the site crashed. No. And I was unable to re-retrieve them. So you lost them. So I lost them, yeah. Oh, yep. God, that is heartbreaking. Yeah, it was heartbreaking for sure. Oh, that's got to be like one of the worst L's of all time. Yeah, super big L, but I can't wait for those to come back out. That's a super dope colorway. The original 350s, all of them were super fire. Turtle Doves, Pirate Blacks, the Moon Rocks. All of those colorways were super awesome, so I hope they re-release them all. Very fire colorway. Can't wait for those to come out. Can we I, talk about the sexiness? We can. Of these, these Jordan the spikes? Yep. <laughs> With the Masters right around the corner next weekend, the... Air Jordan Golf still is remaining supreme. We've got the 12 low metallic gold re- or coming out next week. I mean, that's just a gorgeous shoe, man. The gold accents, the retro the of the 12, spikes. the gold spikes, the gold sole. The- I've never seen a gold icy sole like that. Yeah, it was an icy gold sole, gold spikes. You've got the gold embroidering on the eyelets and the tongue, the tongue and the uh, and the the arch. Yeah, and <laughs> it's got like this hint of green on the bottom, the, on yeah. the bottom, and in the front. And it, you're right, it was a master's vibe. It was a yeah. whole ass master's it's vibe. Freaking- there's, I would totally rock those. Bro, those are so stupid nice. It's incredible how nice those are, dude. I... Dude, well, Jordan Golf literally does not miss. They have not. These are on par, which is saying a lot. Because 12s are not my favorite Jordan. No. But these Jordan Golfs are on par with the Columbia 1 lows. Yeah, and here's the thing about... The the twelves because mm-hmm. obviously n- not my favorite shoe. Yeah, it's not. But as a golf shoe, it just freaking works. Oh yeah, it. Like there's something about it, the way it looks with spikes, mm-hmm. completely different, and it changes the entire shoe. Yeah. Like if these came out as just metallic gold lows, I'd be like, yeah, those are sick. But right now, like. I'm fawning yeah. over these. Like these are a must-have if you're a hoops head and you're a golf head. Like it's the perfect collab. Like it's incredible. And I really I need to get my hands on a pair of some Jordan golfs. Yes, I need to. I want some so bad. Like the eleven low golfs, fire. One low golfs, fire. The four golfs, fire. The four golfs are so <laughs> fire. And now the 12 low golfs, like, they do not miss. They are batting a 1,000 at the plate. Jordan low golf. Whatever they decide to turn into go- golf shoes has worked. Yeah. Oh, Incredible. yeah. They haven't released one bad one. Like, they're all phenomenal. They all are so beautiful. And I need my hands on, a, honestly, a couple pairs. <laughs> exactly. A couple pairs. Honestly, like, I love playing golf. By the way, you sticked it this week. How'd you do? I did. I sticked it. Uh, I shot a 98 
it was my first time playing in like four months, so I was not, not like I was not unhappy with my performance. Mm-hmm. I had like three pars. I had a birdie yeah. on a five, which was dope. You told me about the birdie, dude. My uh, my iron shot. I had an eight iron from probably like one fifty, one seventy five. I stuck it like ten feet from the from the pin and just drilled the putt right after that. It was amazing. Yeah, that that's a vibe. Yeah, that was like <laughs> wow, that was incredible. I was I was dialing in with my eight. I, that was my best club all day. But I kind of picked it up as the round went on because I hadn't played in so long. So it took me a while to kind of remember the stuff that I had worked on and tweaked to help myself, especially yeah. in my drive. One thing that really helped me is you helped me mm-hmm. with my drive a couple times. And one thing that you had me do is my last thing before I swing kind of tilt the head forward, yeah, yeah. Or cock it forward it's some. It's called bring, a forward press. Yeah. I started doing that, and I was wailing drives. So it just took me a little bit to get back into the motion of things. And, yeah, I forgot how much I love to play golf, man. It's, <laughs> it's such a fun game. If you've never picked it up and you don't think it's for you, I can absolutely tell you right now, it's for you. It's for you, and go get some Jordan you get, golf. Yeah, you get, <laughs> so, get your boys out on the course, man. There's nothing better than... It's just Sunday four hours af- of bleeping around yeah. and a Sunday afternoon with the boys on the links really does not get much better than that. You get to be competitive with it. Yep. You get to drink, mm-hmm. smoke some cigars out there. It's a vibe it's through a and whole through. Vibe. Yeah, love love the love hitting the links with the boys. Last but not least, this is a wild colorway I that Jordan is releasing. These. Usually, we don't get colorways like this unless it's a collab, but the Jordan Four. Canyon purple. I truly have never seen this colorway. This is a my goodness, so awesome. It's all kind of high cut, rough suede, mm-hmm. and this sort of lavender, magenta, purple with these. What kind of green would you say that is? I don't even. It's know. not neon, but it is a brighter. It's like green. if you mixed like sage got, with a neon green. You remember, um, Ghostbuster? Like you remember toys that like had glo- glowed in the dark? Yeah, it is that kind of green. It is the green that is something that is supposed to glow in the dark. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I was like trying to no, put that's my a- finger on it, but it's like glow in the dark green. You know, I'm scrolling through the mentions. Are they glow in the dark? It's not oh. not glow in the dark, but look at this. Total goosebumps vibes. Oh yeah, it is a goosebump vibe. Total total goosebumps vibes. I get those goosebumps so every this time. Is, this is the goosebumps, you know. <laughs> purple on purple on green. green. This is what you're looking like looking with, looking at with the shoe. So <laughs> super fire shoe. I absolutely I fours are not my favorite Jordan either, but this colorway specifically That'll catch some eyes, and people like come up and tell you, like, dude, those are fire J's mm-hmm. because you don't see J's like that. So these, I, I actually really want definitely some Halloween vibes with that purple, orange, and green, mm-hmm. the black on like outlining everything. It's a fire week of shoes, man. It is a great week of shoes, and I love that rough cut suede. Yeah, that it's oh yeah, the whole shoe. encompasses the whole the shoe, entire yeah. shoe. It is fire yeah can't wait cannot wait great shoes coming out y'all stay tuned for those keep your eyes on them this is the post up we'll be right back tie a little bow on the show with our 
game pickums for March Madness, the championship game, and the NBA games to come this week. Y'all stay put. We'll be right back. This is San Antonio Sports Star. This is Jason Minnick. You're listening to San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. What up, SA? This is the post up. Jack Thompson, James Pledger. You can follow us on Twitter at Jack underscore Thompson 33. And my man Pledge is at I am Pledger. Always hit us up. Sneakers, hoops, whatever you want to talk about, we're about it too. Jumping right in. Obviously, March Madness. Got to pick some games from there. Kansas Nova, who you got? I got Kansas. Yeah, with, with Johnny Moore well, down. Johnny Moore down. Kansas is going to take that one. All right. Duke UNC. Who you got? You know I got my Devils. Yep, going the Blue Devils, baby. And if we were to pick a national champion, Coach K walks off into the sunset. Give me it. Give me it. Coach K, I'm right there with you. We're on the same page there. All right. Jumping into the NBA. Season's winding down. Seedings are being grabbed. Games are coming, are counting, especially mm-hmm. in the East. But we got Mavs versus the Bucks on Monday. Who are you taking? Giannis has turned it up to like 13. Yeah. I'm taking the Bucks. Giannis has broken the, the scale. Give me the Bucks there too. The Grizz and the Jazz. Grizz and Jazz? Give me the Grizzlies because at some point, I think Jaw's going to come back before the postseason starts mm-hmm. just to get a game or two under yeah. his belt. I think this kind of feels like maybe he could be back by then, but mm-hmm. even if not, they're 20 and 2 without him. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the Jazz just to flip the coin on that. The bubble's got to burst. They've got to drop one without Jaw. So I think, you know, the Jazz are <laughs> they pretty... Have, they've dropped two. The, the Jazz are a pretty dang good team. I think the Jazz might take it. All right. Celtics-Bulls. Celtics-Bulls. That's a tough one. That is, because the Celtics have been struggling a little bit We're since out. the Williams mm-hmm. injury. And but I think they can kind of start to get it right. They do have enough pieces... And the Bulls struggle against teams over 500. Do. I'm going to take Tatum. I'm going to go with the D-bag boy. D-bag boy. You know, I'm going to go with the Bulls just because my boy Damar put up a 50-burger this week. So mm-hmm. give me the Bulls. The Grizz and the Nuggets. Who are you thinking there? Jokic is an MVP. Yeah, you're going Nuggets? I'm going Nuggets. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Nuggets If they're going to drop one, like you were yeah. saying, they're, they're bound to drop one. That's one of the games I can All go right. see them dropping. Grizz Nuggets, give me the Nuggets too. All right, and the Cavs versus the Nets. A little preview to what could be the play-in, the eight or the 7-8 playing game in the East. Cavs-Nets. The lift of the ordinance is huge. Give me Kyrie, give me Kevin, give me the Nets. Yeah, without Evan Mobley, the Cavs seem pretty eminently beatable so give me the nets there too that's all we got for you today thank you san antonio for tuning in this is san antonio sports star we are the post up espn am 1250 and 103.3 fm and always check us all out on the go at sasportstar.com for the playbacks we'll be back next week y'all thanks for hanging out